You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. They don't have to like it, but they're going to see what happens. Goodbye, wimps. And now, without further ado, from Albert Shivers. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in in an atmosphere of freedom. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. This is officially a shorty episode. In this episode, we're going to be one-on-one, and I'm going to talk to you about oldies and nostalgia in music. This was a sweaty topic that I've had in mind for a while now for a shorty episode, and I feel like now is as good a time as any. So... The first thing I want to start off with is that I feel like we are in a real heavy-duty period of nostalgia. We may not realize it to the degree that I see it, but I think that we're there. People in my age group seem to be constantly reliving old cartoons You see sitcoms from the 90s being reproduced and thrown on streaming channels. As well as movies that just keep on going and going. I think Star Wars and Jurassic Park are at the top of that list. The new Jurassic World movie has all most of the original characters from the first movie in it. That's a nostalgia play. And it's going to work. I want to see it. I probably won't go see it in the movies, but I do want to see it. So, we're all to some degree in nostalgia land. And I'll be candid with you. Just for fun, I've been on eBay looking at old stuffed animals that I used to have as a little kid. Why? I'm not going to buy them. Why? Why am I doing this? Nostalgia. So, I'm going to focus strictly on music for this shorty episode. And, you know, maybe you'll get something from it. And there's a little, also a little bit of like a weird twist at the end. But let me start here. We're all attracted to the music we grew up with. Why do you think that the Super Bowl this year had the performers that it had. I'll try to name them. So you had Snoop Dogg, you had Mary J. Blige, you had uh, Eminem, 50 Cent, and Dr. Dre. I think that's everybody. Why do you think that happened? Because most of the Super Bowl-watching public grew up with those people. Why dust off the tired-ass Mick Jagger when you could probably spend a little more And hit people right in the nostalgia bone. So music is a big, big fixture of nostalgia amongst people. And one of the genres of music that has become just marketed as nostalgia more than any other genre is doo-wop. Doo-wop started off as vocal group rhythm and blues. You had men and women who either didn't want didn't know how to play, or couldn't afford instruments. Sorry, just adjusting there. And they went out on the street corner and sang harmonies. 
they sang harmonies that related to the instrumentation of songs. Um, just off the top of my head, you have groups like the Platters, the Penguins, the Flamingos, the Parliaments, um, the Kodaks, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. That's a little bit later, though. That's more Motown. Um, all those kind of groups. The groups. You either named your group after a car, a bird, or a cigarette. That's kind of how it went. And that music was sort of... I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into the history too deeply. But it sort of started in the 40s during the jump blues period. Then the instruments sort of melted away and you just had the vocals with very simple instrumentation. A piano playing triplets, a bass... Maybe a, maybe a saxophone or another horn, but it was mainly about the vocals. These groups were everywhere, up and down, mainly the East Coast and other places as well, but it was big on the East Coast, big in New York. All five boroughs, big, big, big. My uncle was in a group called the C-Notes. They had a song called Last Saturday Night. And the B-side, I believe, was We Were Meant For Each Other. Um, now, they were out of Queens. Um, their single really didn't make it, but the record is good. And maybe I'll play it here at the end. I'll plug it in. And hopefully YouTube won't throw me in the gulag for it. So, you have Doop. Now, Doop holds its own for a while. But in come those British, as they always do, with their blue eyes, they invade the music scene, and you have the British invasion. Beatles, Who, all those other mop-top kids of the 60s. And that sort of puts the kibosh on doo-wop, or does it? Not all that long after doo-wop was out of the pop charts, it starts to creep back. And it has what I feel is the quickest nostalgia turnover in music history. Now, when I say nostalgia turnover, you can usually look back 20 years and see things kind of drift back. Imagine a wave. Imagine a wave in the ocean. It goes out and it comes back in, but it doesn't always come back in as hard as the first time it came in. That's what she said. But be that as it may, you think about the 90s. The 90s had a lot of elements of 70s in them. Think about the 2000s. The 2000s music had a lot of elements of 80s in it. Now, we're kind of re recapturing our love affair with the 90s. Like, why? Look, let me ask you this. Getting off music for a second, if nostalgia isn't as strong as you may think, why the hell is Pokemon still around? Why? Why are we still doing this? I don't see any kids with pet rocks. Why is... Like, why? After you reach about 300 Pokemon, that's enough. It's done. It's over. I was super into it. Super into it. But, ah, uh, Why? Uh, not anymore. You got grown mothers walking off of uh, walking off of cliffs, looking at their phones, and that uh, I'm going off. I mean, reel it in, grab the wheel. I'm swerving. Anyway, uh, 
So you have doo-wop. Doo-wop makes a little bit of a resurgence in the 60s. And a lot of the songs mention this nostalgia in that. The one song I want to kind of talk about exactly is a song by the Penguins called Memories of El Monte. Um, go look it up after you're done listening, which is um, Cleve Duncan, who is the lead singer of the Penguins, goes through all these different doo-wop groups talking about how he wishes those days were back. And he remembers the songs. Interesting thing about Memories of El Monte is it was recorded and produced at Studio Z in California, which was Frank Zappa's studio. Frank Zappa recorded, mixed, and produced Memories of El Monte for the Penguins. And he is actually doing some of the bass vocals on that recording. Little known fact. So you had groups like the Penguins, uh, the Planetones, the Earls, uh, groups like that who came back in the 60s. It was mainly, now doo-wop originally was mainly black groups. In the 60s, when it had its resurgence, it was mainly white groups. The Earls were white. The Planetones were a white group. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another one. The Capris. There's a moon out tonight. Um, The Capris might have also done till then, but I'm not sure. So don't quote me on that one. You got a lot of these nostalgia groups. They're coming back. So... They start to call doo-wop oldies, okay? And that phrase hits. It wasn't, I mean, even the term doo-wop really didn't really originate until that resurgence. When it first started, it was just called vocal group rhythm and blues. And it it was was that, because that's what it was. And then it turned into doo-wop as... Uh, a title derived from the scat singing and the, and the shooby doobies of the backup singers. So, how does this all pertain to me? Well, I'll tell you how. In New York, in the 90s, I don't think it still exists. It kind of got just smushed in a very unceremonious way in the early 2000s. But you had WCBS-FM... Main Now, there are a lot of hosts, but their main host, their most popular host, was Cousin Brucie. And Cousin Brucie was so popular that the Four Seasons actually recorded him his own show intro. Let's have a listen to that. Come on, let's go! So there's that. Cousin Brucey would do, I believe he hosted every night, but when I remember it, he would host on Saturday nights and he'd do dedications, which was another old nostalgic thing. You'd call in and you'd dedicate a song to your girl or to your guy 
Or sometimes, if you didn't like somebody, you could dedicate Ray Charles' Hit the Road Jack. I've heard that a couple of times. So here's this music that has been labeled and shoved into the category to perpetually live in the land of nostalgia and be talked about as oldies. An umbrella, a blanket statement. This radio station was on in my house every day. It was a combination of WCBS-FM with Cousin Brucie and Q104, which was the classic rock station that they played in New York, that played all the typical crap. Played some Who, played some Stones, Doors, all the things that you hear everywhere you turn. So between those two radio stations, it was mainly WCBS-FM. So I grew up. I grew up with hearing all this music. You know, groups like Sonny and Cher, Jay and the Americans, The Four Seasons, The McCoys, Tony Orlando and Dawn, Loving Spoonful. As a matter of fact, Loving Spoonful, um, particularly, there's two songs that particularly really bring me back, which is my point (laughs) that I'm going to make later. Um, but this will lead into it quite well. So, Love and Spoonful did Summer in the City, and the other one was a song called Game of Love. I can't remember the who did it. I want to say it's the Kingsman, but don't quote me on that one either, because I'm not sure, and I'm not going to interrupt my recording and my flow to go look it up. But we'll talk about Summer in the City with Love and Spoonful. I hear that song and I'm back. I'm back on my porch on Staten Island with WCBS-FM bleeding out of the kitchen. I remember it. It just goes right back there to Staten Island. It it takes me. Uh, The same thing with Game of Love, which is a song that kind of stands out. It's got a lot of different the chorus is very different than the bridge, which is very different than the um, than the verses. All those things. Two songs immediately take me back as their intention has grown to be. Oldies, nostalgia, bring you back to a better time. Um, the Planetones did a song very similar to Memories of El Monte called Looking for an Echo, which was a song about the lead singer's old days of going into the bathroom and singing because the bathrooms had the best acoustics so they'd sneak out of class if I'm remembering the song correctly they'd sneak out of class and meet in the bathrooms and sing just like um, Jim Morrison he sang in the bathroom too one of those Doors songs was recorded in the bathroom. I think it was Break On Through. But again, don't quote me. Before we continue, a quick message from some sponsors. Milady, leap, milady. The hot, no leap, milady. Milady frozen fruit products for you. Cheese blintzes, apple, cherry, blueberry, and strawberry. Dumplings and potato latkes too. 
Die Ramula schnelle Mulzeit greten zum Tisch. Serviert me Lady Privates, wird sein a favorite dish. Me Lady liebt me Lady, sie hat me lieb me Lady. Me Lady, me Lady, me Lady liebt me Lady, so will you. Alle Maledis Blinzes werden gemacht von den besten frischen Stoffen. Kein schon künstliche Bewirzungen werden nicht genutzt in My Ladies. Ist für die beste Mahlzeiten für die ganze Familie. Fragt sich beim Nomen auf My Ladies und nimmt nicht keine andere wie nur My Ladies. Probier es für ein schnelles Sack, ein ganz hochig Mehl. So wird My Lady Prattles, weil My Lady hat Geschmack auf Pill. My Lady liebt My Lady, sie hat My Lady, My Lady, My Lady, My Lady, My Lady liebt My Lady, so I like Albert, and the others are okay, but I really want to go home. This is Sandy Becker saying, keep cooking with Crisco. It's all vegetable. It's digestible. So the real twist of this whole story with oldies and nostalgia is that Certain songs that I hear today bring me back to my youth of being in my home with my mother playing this radio station. To her, the songs that they played, whether it be old Motown like Diana Ross and the Supremes or the Temptations, Loving Spoonful, or even a little bit older than that, with groups like the Penguins and the Platters, they also brought her back to a degree, specifically the Motown. So, here are two people, as amongst all the other listeners, but here are two people, two completely different age groups, and now their oldies, just by happenstance, are also my oldies. The same song that brought my mother back and people her age back in time to a time where maybe they were happy and things were cooking in their lives also brings me back to a time where things were happy and my mother was cooking in my life. <laughs> so it's a weird little twist. It's a weird little little crevice that I found myself in where what these songs were eventually marketed to do to that generation They've also done to me. Go figure. Who the hell had that one coming? Now, another little Jackie story, and there's been a few sprinkled across these 80-some-odd podcasts, is that another connection I have with this music is honestly, I just said it before, food. Whenever my mother was preparing dinner, specifically dinner, the radio was always on. The radio was always on. She won a Q104 call-in contest. Um, Q104 started to do a NASCAR contest every Monday. This was the peak of the sport's popularity, uh, like 2004, 5, and 6. This contest was in 2006. And the first one that they did, I don't know how long it lasted. It probably did not last very long a NASCAR quiz in the middle of New York City. So the first one that they did, the answer was, or the question, I'm sorry, the question was, who won the race yesterday? Now, of course, back then, 
You couldn't peel me away from the TV for a lap. You couldn't peel me away. So I knew the answer. She had the radio on. I was setting the table for guess what? Dinner. And I just blurted out the answer to her. Not thinking that she was going to run to the phone. And luckily, she ran to the phone and I ran into the living room. We had an old stereo that, that had cassette decks in it. And I just indiscriminately grabbed a cassette tape, shoved it in the player, and just hit record. And my mother ended up getting through, winning the contest. The answer was Kevin Harvick, who was my favorite driver. But I want to do a more in-depth thing about that. Um, but she won the contest. And... Ended up, I got a jacket and some some other stuff that I still mostly all have today. So the radio was always on. It was part of it. I, I grew up with the radio. And as a lot of people did. Um, first of all, there were more DJs back then. A lot of radio stations now are run by computer. You don't, That's what replaced WCBS-FM in... Staten Island and in New York basically was a computer run radio station I, I paused there because I don't remember what kind of music exactly they played I know it wasn't like totally off the wall it might have been another classic rock station but it was a big deal when WCBS FM went under and I actually met Cousin Brucie at the San Gennaro Feast in New York, um, we went there. My mother, her boyfriend, and his brother, who was a big WCBS-FM fan and called in a lot of dedications, and, and it was really cool for him to be able to meet Cousin Brucey. And we all did, and he was a minor celebrity. Most of you who are listening do not know who the hell I'm talking about, but... Maybe for those of you who are listening and do know who I'm talking about, it will give you a little touch of nostalgia and a little touch of some oldies. So with that said, I'm going to leave you on this quickie, shorty, 20-minute episode of the Plaid Shivers podcast. And um, I'm going to thank you for listening to this. I hope you enjoyed me just spewing information at you, a little short story, and all that jazz. Um, don't forget you can check me out on Instagram you can check me out anytime you want but if you want to see some art and see whatever else I'm up to go to Instagram at Albert Shivers I have a Patreon page if you want to throw some some funds at the podcast help keep me going but I hate having my hand out so don't feel pressured but the Patreon is Albert Shivers Artist. The cash app for it is the dollar sign thing, Shivers Art. And you can check out www.albertshivers.com. And before I end, being that this was about music, I want to tell you all to check out two bands. Now, I just came from seeing, today I had to pick up some art from a house show that I was a part of for the band Rubik's Pube. Now, 
in my opinion, they're one of the most exciting things going, specifically in my area, but in general, I've not seen anything like it. They've taken a lot of inspiration from um, a vast amount of different groups, as well as some local groups. Um, actually, three. Three things I want to I shout out. Um, so go check out Rubik's Pube. Their Instagram is Rubik's Pube PA, I believe. You can also check out the uh, the bassist's Instagram page, which is, which is Bass Pube. Also, go check out Nate Marks and the Squirrel Trappers. Another very unique group. Nate Marks is a hell of a guy who I'm happy to have gotten to know in the past couple of years. Had him on the podcast. Go check out that episode. And third of all, my buddy Isaac, friend of the pod. Uh, he hasn't been on an episode in a while, but we're going to get his ass back soon. But he has been busy touring around and playing with his band, Pow Wow. Pow Wow describes themselves as farmcore. And I'll let you figure out what that means. Go check out their music. They are going to be playing a ton of shows coming up this summer. As well as Froggy Fest in Narrisburg, New York. I am going to be, I love Narrisburg. I'm going to be at that festival. There's all sorts of cool things to do there. But go check out Pow Wow. They have a YouTube. They have an Instagram. Um, yeah, go check them out. For Isaac's sake. For everybody's sake. The whole band is great. Um, we got some cool guests coming up. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with jazz musician Bill Crow. If you didn't listen to it, talk about nostalgia. Bill Crow goes through his whole life story of jazz. I just want to hear the music, that's all. From starting out in Washington State in a small town to playing with Jerry Mulligan, playing on Broadway, swapping records with Charlie Parker, doing a one-off show for Duke Ellington, and eventually writing a jazz column, which he still writes today, as well as two books. Bill Crow, bassist. Check out some episodes of Planet Shivers. Enjoy yourself and take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. Catch you in the next episode. Now let's end with the smooth sounds of my Uncle Joe and his group from Queens, the C-Notes. Ooh.